Hello, and welcome to Sketch in Review. Uh, you, we are in our three-episode stretch to finish out this season of SNL. That's right. <laughs> our perfectly planned three-part season finale. Mm-hmm. It's about the last three episodes, because you couldn't split one of the... You couldn't split one episode into three episodes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thermodynamics does not allow for it. <laughs> if we did, it would just be three like what 20 minute segments we would not make it longer we would <laughs> yeah we'd have to do more editing because we probably filmed it in one shot and then cut it <laughs> oh yeah yeah and we need to like somehow plan for when we were going to it's just it's it's an amount of work that can't be abided it doesn't make any sense but if you want to see that uh, become our editor and do Fuck it for you. free. Oh, okay, yeah, no, become an editor. That's uh, become an mm. e become an editor and do it for free, and we'll not pay you. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, let's hop right in. We're doing the Selena Gomez episode for uh, those of you who can't read titles. Unnecessarily <laughs> uh, cruel, but. <laughs> What? Listen, if you can't read the title, I think it's important that we mention which episode this is. Well, or if you're not reading the title, you know, you're, you're playing, you're you're doing something else and you're going down each episode and you didn't, you didn't know what this episode was going to be. I don't know. I, I just think we can leave a little leeway for people. No, no leeway. If you don't read titles, it's because you can't. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> no, because like, even if you can't read titles, you could get like uh, uh, something to read the title to you. Yeah, like I didn't say programs. you can't. I didn't say you can't listen to what the title is. <laughs> I said for those of you who can't read, <laughs> I, there's just there's not enough. <laughs> anyway, all right, we'll jump right into uh, the cold open, which is uh, it starts with MSNBC and then it covers all the important news headlines real quick, and instead of that. Jumps right to the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial. <laughs> uh, I think it was it was fun. It was <laughs> Connor had a very good point while watching it that uh, that they said that they said the best line just like right in the middle, uh, yep. which was Cecily Strong playing uh, the judge uh, says, "Well, you know, it's not really relevant to the case, but." It is fun, and this trial is fun. <laughs> this trial is for fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was, it was the funniest part because it, uh, it, I mean, first off, it's just a very good constructive line because it immediately sets the tone of the scene. You know who's going to be doing what here. and uh, But also, it's just, it's a very fun way of representing this trial that uh, people either have watched only because it's entertaining or have stayed away from because it's uh <laughs> it, it, it means nothing to them <laughs> and so yeah it's just it's just two rich people uh suing each other so uh we're we're just we're filming it because we're here to have fun mm-hmm uh and uh but the problem is uh with that part she said uh I wasn't a big fan of the fact that they kept recurring, like, uh, kept that as a recurring joke. None of it had the same impact as the first line. Uh, it was really more of a one-off joke. So if they could have found something to 
play to that theme, but was more fun as a recurring bit. It would have been better, but uh, still solid scene, fun bit, worth it for the line. It was the line that made me laugh. One, uh, probably the hardest from the episode. Yeah, uh, the rest of it is showing uh, the video in which uh, ah, the yes. house in which the housekeepers of uh, of the Depp house react to finding the uh, turd in the bed. <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> I will say, I, I don't understand the choice to call it boo-boo. <laughs> I don't know. It was funny, though. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like doo-doo, you get the exact same... You get a little bit more funny because it's a more recognized colloquialism. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's more funny to have it as a less recognized colonial, uh, colonialism. Colonialism. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, uh, yeah, that, either way. <laughs> I also didn't it was, like uh, that It was they... a really solid opener. I also oh, didn't, sorry. I didn't like how they didn't show the poop. You have a props yeah. department. Make a poop. <laughs> SNL SNL doesn't have the balls. SNL would never. SNL would never show poop on live TV. <laughs> never. <laughs> SNL needs to stop resting on its laurels and finally show us some goddamn poop. I'm also upset they didn't show penis this episode. So. <laughs> yeah, we're all upset that it didn't show penis this episode. <laughs> Lauren, come on. I also really liked Kyle Mooney's Johnny Depp impression, because that is exactly how he looked the entire time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Johnny Depp's just a creepy dude. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why his cologne is called The Savage. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> oh, thank you, Johnny. Ugh. Uh, anyway, we'll move on to the monologue. Uh, I mean, it was, it was fine. She told jokes, which is a lot to ask for a non-funny host. <laughs> Crushing. I, I don't, I haven't seen her since Disney Channel shit. So, yeah. like. Yeah, the last thing I've seen her in is literally Wizards of Waverly Place. <laughs> yeah. But she was good in that. I think she's yeah. like, I, I think the vibe is just like that. She's one of those actors that doesn't respond to SNL very well. Yeah, she like did. there's a bunch like your the famous example is what's his face the the Leonardo not Leonardo the oh my god why is uh, <laughs> why is Netflix's Martin Scorsese's The Irishman not coming to mind right now Robert De Niro <laughs> thank you I couldn't my brain said Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio but yeah Robert De Niro famously good actor terrible 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 SNL uh, person mm -hmm. uh, Selena does a much better job than Robert De Niro but. Uh, Point remains, some actors just don't react well to being on SNL, and I think that she is one of them. Yeah, it, it, a lot of her performance, oh, it felt a little, like, wooden the entire time. Absolutely. Which, you know, gr granted, you know, the last time I saw her, I was, like, 13 years old. What did I know of good acting <laughs> on a Disney Channel show? But, you know, she seemed like a fine actress, and in all the pre-takes, yeah. she definitely seemed a lot better. Like more that is true. That's more a very good point. A lot more natural when it was a pre-tape as opposed to when she's in front of an audience. So that is definitely just like she's used to being behind behind a camera as opposed to having a full studio audience look at you. No, you're absolutely right. It's a very good point. But, uh, uh, but I yeah, like, point. I like that she shit on uh, Kyle Mooney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and anytime Punky's on screen, oh. the world is light. This is a brighter place. Punky as just an aggressive lesbian is hype every time. <laughs> so good. Uh. <laughs> anyway, yeah, she told some jokes. Uh, she wasn't just like, wow, I'm on SNL. So, yep. in, all in all, she's in the top half of monologues for me this season. <laughs> uh. I wish they added a, I wish they added a joke for when she got everyone to sing the Barney song, but, you know. God, it, that's one – I I hate audience participation in monologues. Yes. Because you need to sit there and wait through this live show for a bunch of people that didn't pay here, that didn't pay to go here, that don't want to be a part of this to do something. And you're just like, oh, God. Well, they do want to be there. <laughs> Barely. Half of them want to be here. The other half were told, hey, you want to see if we can get into SNL tonight? Mm-hmm. That's fair. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, so we'll move into the first sketch. Uh, this is the Divorce Talk Bratz doll sketch. This sketch... This sketch uh, had one idea that was pretty funny. Yep. And then, and then they stopped trying to find more jokes about it and decided, let's keep hitting this one. Yeah, well, the problem is that one joke could carry you for a minute, like a couple of minutes, if you had the... SNL can't tell this joke. The joke of the scene, the whole joke, is this uh, This girl. Uh, this girl's parents are getting divorced, um, and magically, whenever a girl's parents are getting divorced, her Bratz dolls um, become alive and start hitting on her dad. Which is a very funny concept, but it is a funny concept that it's really the kind of thing that you can only do if you're doing one of those adult cartoons or like or like a, a maybe a, a late night sitcom or something. Uh, but like it the... needs it needs to be it it needs to be a filmed sketch show. If you want to make it a sketch, it has to be a filmed sketch show. If this was a pre tape, it'd probably work a lot better because they'd be able to have multiple scenes where. You can do where you can do edit. There are two ways you take this. The first, the first way is that uh, the brass dolls come alive. They want to bang her dad, and then her dad comes on stage and they flirt with him hardcore. And he's like, "But you're plastic." <laughs> the second, the second way to do this, and this one would have to be pre-taped, is they come alive, and after she's like, "So can you just turn back to dolls?" They're like, "No, we're going to Miami with your dad." It cuts to, like, a scene of them partying in Miami, and, like, it's, some of it's live, and then some of it's, like, you know, when they flash, like, the Polaroids of showing, like, pictures, and it's the dad holding a Bratz doll. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's really good. There's also, I guess the thing is, it is a rich vein. I originally thought, before you've convinced me otherwise, that this was the kind of thing that you just needed to keep having the dolls say increasingly rancid shit. And then you call it once they say a very funny thing or they just fuck her dad. Mm -hmm. One of those two things. Uh, and then you just call it and we all go home and it's fine. Um, but you are right. There's there's ways to tell this that doesn't that that you can keep your rating. It's just they they didn't explore it. It wasn't they didn't they didn't fully explore the idea in a fun way. They didn't if this is true, what else is true? The story, which is sad because it's a strong bit. 
I will say, though, it was hilarious that fucking Amy Brank, the first line that she has is, hey, tiny bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of good lines in there. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Uh, I and think of the... course, Bowen Yang does a great job as the brat that is a boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. I think I think that another, another way they could have taken this, the third way, would be... Uh, and this would have to be for, like, stage production, basically, as opposed to uh, filmed or television, just because it's a little goofy. But it's just, you do the same joke three times with three different girls whose parents are getting divorced. Mm, that's also very good. I was thinking when you said a pre-tape, uh, you could do a, like, very quick explanation of uh, what uh, the brats do. Uh, and then have her be like, can you turn back into dolls now? And then being like, no. And then the rest of it is, like, cuts to, like, her immediately leaving the room, and then a Bratz doll sneaks up behind her dad and starts hitting on him. And then just, like, increasingly weird scenarios in which the Bratz dolls are, like, kind of just, like, weird ghost doll torturing this guy. <laughs> There's all sorts of ways that you can take this. Yeah, listen, it's, it's a rich vein. Or they try to sleep with her math teacher to get her an A. <laughs> They're just, they're a fairy god, yeah, they're like, they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're godmother. That's only, like, their only card is that they can fuck people. Uh, <laughs> I would have uh, rather seen all of those sketches. <laughs> yeah, no, I, again, this, it's a, it's a great idea, and there's a lot of fun that they do in this sketch, but it, altogether, they, the ideas get stale. They can't, they mm-hmm. didn't run with it in any way that was fun. Other than making people say silly things, which is fun, but it could have been funner. Yep. Uh, after that, we get the old enough pre-tape. Mm, very funny. Very, so very funny. I haven't seen what they based it off of, and I'm glad that they gave that little like intro at the beginning, which is just, this is a parody of a Japanese game show in which... Uh, a Japanese game show in which uh, toddlers are given a task by their parents to go to the store and do... And a camera crew follows them around to watch them do it. It's a riot. It's it's really, especially like there's this one where this kid needs to go home, take some oranges home, put them in a juicer, and then come back with the juice. And once the kid gets home, he just starts playing with toys and like hanging out <laughs> at his house. And then his mom needs to call him on the phone and be like, yeah, I see you. I know you're not playing around. I can always see you. And the kid's like, oh no. And he chooses the oranges and comes back. And I was like, wow, you really dropping out of that kid for this? Yeah, so uh, the joke for this one is instead of it being for toddlers, it's for long-term boyfriends. Oh, <laughs> which, which, as a long-term boyfriend, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, all I could think about is, so T had been trying to get me to get new sneakers, right? Yeah. And, you know, we went, like, one place, and I was like, I don't really like any of these. Granted, I don't like any sneaker I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) Ever. Ever. (laughs) Anyway, I'm like, all right, cool. I'll go out by myself, go and get it. And then, and then I come back, and I show her, and she's like, you got those? Those look like shit. I'm like, god damn it. I that also, fucking bit where I he also, goes out. Oh, dude. I also feel for Mikey Day when he's in Sephora and is like, I need the makeup. <laughs> <laughs> where is the makeup? 
sweetie, it's all me. I love the way, like, they talk exactly like a kid <laughs> wandered up to you. Everything about it is perfect. But yeah, when Mikey Day goes to the fucking grocery store and he's looking for shallots, I just, every single time I go to the grocery store to pick up shallots, I get scallions. Without fail. <laughs> every single time. <laughs> I can't. I go to my, I check my my recipe, and then it says shallots, and then I'm cutting scallions, and then I'm like, shit. <laughs> shallots are very hard to find. <laughs> they're, they're just next to the onions. They're like, they're tiny onions, which if anybody tries to tries to say that they are not tiny onions, that email is what us. shallots are. <laughs> yeah, email, email us. <laughs> I won't fold on that one. I'll fight to the death on that one. You could tell me they're from completely different whatever's of the animal kingdom and i'd be like no they're tiny onions <laughs> they make you cry worse than regular onions shallots are evil shallots are cruel anyway but the, one of my favorite sketches is very very good of the mm -hmm. night very very good also just like a strong night again this with two nights in a row very very strong yep generally snl saves some of their best stuff for last fair uh, next up we have a peak of Pico. Always, also very fun. Also very, very fun. very fun to see Melissa Villasenor and Selena Gomez just, just do the most, like, stereotypical Hispanic woman stuff. Yeah, I don't like, even know what region they're, like, they're talking about. It's every region. I think it's, that's just so universal at this point. It's they the voices that they do and the characters that they made and like the just the SNL does have a whole uh two people command a game show or not command a talk show and do not give a shit about anyone else on the talk <laughs> show is such a fun recurring SNL bit and I love all the flavors they use for it. Mm -hmm. Especially with the like we're we're going to <laughs> Chad's on the street where Mikey Day has one story he's trying to tell. <laughs> and, then, and then he starts saying two sentences, and then they're just like, okay, bye, Chad. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh. I think my favorite uh my favorite part was the librarian being like, we have the giver. <laughs> story where there is no color they have purple right no no oh that's sad <laughs> oh i i so can never good. take anyone who suggests like the giver as a reading book seriously i don't know what it, it's, it's just because i've read it <laughs> which i, I mean, know you associate it with being like 10 that's yeah, why that's I a, yeah that's what i associate it with like middle school and i'm like no adults should be reading this <laughs> Like, Aaron Rodgers had a book club during the regular season where we would come on Pat McAfee show and, like, do a book club. And, like, his third book was The Giver, and I'm like, this man is a child. <laughs> I don't care what any other book he picked. He picked The Fucking Giver. <laughs> the worst part Just is, so I think, know, later he picked The Alchemist. Like... <laughs> Jesus. Oh. That's by the... Oh, whatever. I but, have no uh... idea. <laughs> I, I could be wrong. I thought it was by the secret people? Or person? Maybe. Probably. I don't fucking know. I don't know. He anyway. believes all that wackadoo shit anyway. <laughs> I love how much of an old man you are. 
<laughs> That's some Joe Biden shit. That wackadoo shit. <laughs> oh, perfect. Anyway, yeah, a peak of Pico was hilarious. Yep. Uh, after that, we get a storm within. Storm within. Uh, the 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 penis sketch. Ah, uh, the penis sketch. Ah, <laughs> ah. Oh, oh. One banger after another today. This this so this Keenan lays the scene so well for us, which is all the actors got COVID. These are all the understudies they've known for thirty minutes. <laughs> And yes, this is the sketch with the penis in it. <laughs> or not in it, I guess. So, it, this is huge. Uh, there's a Broadway play out right now called The Play where the play That Goes Wrong. Ah, uh, yeah. This has huge The Play That Goes Wrong energy in which people are just yep. shouting for lines and <laughs> fucking running on stage. And we don't get the kind of wordplay that you get in this sketch. With, like, the <laughs> one person, like, the, uh... Oh, oh God, yeah. Loin. <laughs> <laughs> they had some, someone says line as their line, and then the person thinks that it was they were calling for line, and then they say that the line is line, and then they both say line at the same time, because they both thought it was their line. And then the part where one of them just opens the door, and three fucking Irish <laughs> wolfhounds just run through it. Like, why? They just brought dogs into the sketch, which that's how you knew this was going to be a great sketch. Because there were dogs in it. I just, like, I can't fucking... No, not oh. behind there. That's where the dogs are. <laughs> and then it ends with Bo and Yang running out on stage, being like, it has to be now. Now or never. <laughs> and I was like, okay, just do it. Can you say the line first? <laughs> and then the line is basically like, huh, Irish people, am I right? And then pull drop trow. <laughs> Oh, uh, <laughs> the line that Keenan had at the beginning where he was like, this is the penis sketch. This is the one that has the penis in it. Listen, none of you take a picture of the penis and post it online or else you all lose the penis. <laughs> it's like a fucking teach. Uh, such a good sketch. Very, very good. Fills me with joy. Uh, next up is a pre-tape. Uh, American Invention about uh, Andrew Gizmo or whatever his name was. Yeah. I'm so happy that we get Steve Martin to just come back for for anything in SNL. He fills me with so much joy, and this is and this is such a Steve Martin sketch that like it it just fucking like makes me so happy. <laughs> yep. No, it's it's so good. Oh, it's so every. Mm. So I don't so, even want to talk about that. Like I just, I just think if you if you haven't seen it, just watch. <laughs> but yeah, no, let's talk about what. Yeah, this is so. The show. So the gimmick. So the gimmick is is that uh, it's a documentary styled uh, sketch in which we talk about some of America's inventors, and this episode is about the guy who invented the whoopee cushion, and. Uh, played by Steve Martin, and he talks about how he, he had it designed, but he couldn't figure out what sound it should make until he met A.D. Bryan's character, Dina Beans. <laughs> <laughs> Dina Beans. In which every time Dina Beans sat down, she farted, and he realized that, that was the best sound for the whoopee cushion. 
and then it goes from there. Yeah. It was it just, just perfect escalation where it's like, if this is true, what else is true? Oh, sh- oh, she helped invent the whoopee cushion. Actually, she helped to invent every novelty gag because it happens to her. She yep. got struck by lightning, shaking hands, chewing gum, using a pen. <laughs> it just occurred to me that this was the most unlucky person in the entire world. <laughs> her and eyeballs then, and... popped out of her fucking skull. <laughs> That's right. Oh. And then, and it ends on a on a really cute note. It does that, and that's that's one thing about SNL that that you don't. It's I'm so fucking tired of like, especially internet comedy where they have to do the rug pull at the end where something's gonna be sad. But no, this one's about a lovely couple. I mean, I guess there is the the joy buzzer at the end, but like whatever. That's 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 <laughs> part of the funny. Point. It's cute. yeah. It's it's a it's it's just it's it does everything right. It's one of those classic, <laughs> there's, there's, uh, it's like that Steve Martin monologue. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's just, he so... can just make something that does everything right sometimes. Uh, so after that, we get, uh, Post Malone's first song. Uh, it's such a shame that one of those lights just didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I, if, I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but... <laughs> Once you pointed it out, I couldn't unsee it. Yeah, it, it's. I was like rough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it was good. He did a good job. Post Malone's not uh, exactly my vibe, but uh, it's a good enough song. His all leather getup was weird, but you know, live your life. Yeah, well, listen, follow your bliss, Post Malone. What was that? Heavens. I hope you're okay. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's uh, it's a picture wrap for old Knoxville. <laughs> All right, after uh, that, we get weekend update, and what a weekend update did we get! <laughs> uh, first off, Colin Jost comes out with a solid, just fucking Mad Max narration, being like, "Listen, like if you just say everything that's happening <laughs> in the right tone, it sounds like a Mad Max movie." <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, the other joke that I want to point out is Michael Chase. Uh, oh, they're adding a 70s themed uh, roller rink to Central Park. <laughs> also coming back to Central Park that's 70s themed. Stabbings. <laughs> <laughs> I, miss, uh, I miss when the city was cheap and dangerous. <laughs> love cheap. I got some notes on dangerous. <laughs> Oh. oh, but uh, yeah, but the featured. Uh... Uh, the Who was the featured. first featured? Baby Yoda. <laughs> Baby Yoda, of course. Played, of course, by Kamui. Now listen, the internet fucking hates this this featured segment. Yeah, hey, that it's me. I'm the internet. <laughs> uh, I I don't understand the hate. I love it so much. It's I okay. The recurring Baby Groot bit is very good and it is hard not to smile while the baby yoda bit is going on but i also hate it and i don't want it to come back (laughs) (laughs) so it's i don't know i think it's very like fun i have a lot of fun with the sketch because kyle mooney plays arrogant douchebag so well (laughs) 
He does. He does that. That is and, that there's and no if, doubt. And there. you know for a fact that if baby that if Baby Yoda was a real actor, he would act exactly like that in real life. There is no <laughs> doubt in my mind. He'd be like Hasbulla. <laughs> Who? If this if this guy with uh with he has a growth uh deficiency issue, so he's like thirty or something, and he looks like like a toddler. Okay. And he just rocks the fucking biggest chains <laughs> and like smokes cigars and shit. He's dope. Right. <laughs> I love I love that fucking Michael Chase is like, hey, be safe when you're doing drugs and stuff. He says, nah, don't tell don't me tell what me to you. do. <laughs> so good. Uh, but the real thing we all showed up for. <laughs> Listen, the real thing that we all showed up for, field correspondent Sarah Sherman. Taking us on a tour of SNL. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Sarah Sherman's featured segments are the best featured segments. She just she she has so much fun and so much chemistry with everybody. Everybody has so much fun with those bits. They're always they're always killer. They're always just raking Colin Jost over the coals, which is just <laughs> always funny to do. Colin Jost is doing fine. Okay, we can shit on him as much as we want. <laughs> Listen, this is Colin Jost gets gets to work at SNL. He doesn't right. have to work at SNL. <laughs> there are some people that have to work at SNL. Colin their, Jost, their name is Michael Che. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the joke from last time, where he's like, "Not all of us have the same resources. We can't just call the Lord and say it happened again." <laughs> But yeah, and then when she does a throw, when she throws it to fucking Michael J to do the, the so, and to then he the uses bit. like the same energy for the headline bit. Everything about it is perfect. Oh. And then she picks up a piece of paper and gets overexcited and throws it over her shoulder. And then she's laughing and, uh, and uh, Colin Jost is laughing. And they're both trying to explain the bit and like fill the time that would be occupied by the bit. <laughs> Perfection. I think I think it was so good just because first off, first off, the entire idea of this segment, I'm glad that they escalated. Oh yeah. They actually like this is an actual escalation. You're right. Where, where we move from Sarah Sherman is sitting next to Colin Jost, making him say things and then taking them out of context to make headlines, to Sarah Sherman is taking us into Colin Jost's dressing room. To show that he is the real king of Staten Island. <laughs> That's right. She's she has she's not just making fun of him on uh, on live TV. Now she's breaking into his room, putting shit in his room, and then breaking into his room on live TV to show the shit that she put there. <laughs> or maybe that didn't happen. Maybe it's all true. It is all true, without a doubt. It is I, all true. That's yeah, right. come on. <laughs> Obviously, he, he fucked up the coffee order. He didn't get it. Um, no cream, no sugar, no uh, no, no coffee, coffee, just vodka. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's oh. so many. There's so many good bits. Just his fucking mirror full of affirmations. <laughs> and what? as you're saying, the escalation is perfect because it starts with kind of embarrassing affirmations that somebody could reasonably do, and then the next step is. Uh, uh, 
a bunch of pictures of her. Well, no, because there's mini escalation. Here's the thing. There's also mini escalation within the affirmation because it starts it's with true. you are funny. You, you, you are, you are important to SNL or whatever. That's you it. are the real You're king the real of Staten Island. Then, but, reminder, dinner with Julia. Yes! <laughs> so, so you have, that could have been an entire bit right there. And then we keep going. It turns, Sarah Sherman's like, oh, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and it's just pictures and pictures of Sarah Sherman from the show. You can see, you, like, the, the one that I picked immediately was the Six Flags guy. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Then there's a oh. picture on the desk that's supposed to be a nude. They didn't say who it was a nude of because it was thrown over her shoulder by accident. <laughs> so we What's this? What's this? A thing I just threw? <laughs> was that's right. And I saw, I saw the pieces. I saw the photo go up and behind the filing desk. I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh my god! And she saves it like she mm. is. Oh, so oh. good. And, and then, then we get the, the intern final in the cage. Step- is the intern in the cage it's god sometimes i it it, sometimes it feels like the only writers in the building are are the uh are the soon-to-be weekend update hosts the weekend update hosts and uh the police do not destroy guys (laughs) it really does feel like that sometimes oh i think that's just where they put all their all like their good ideas because this is just such a jam-packed because we also forget that there's, like, a throwaway line when, before she enters where she's like, this is Colin Joe's room, or as the college-aged female interns call it, the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> My god. Oh, uh, that uh, is all. Every single line she had was gold, and she delivers them. <laughs> so, Sarah Sherman was such... When you saw her audition tape, you could have... If you were If you were an uncultured fuck... Like someone like me that saw her her tape applying to <laughs> SNL, you would have been like, I don't know about this. But uh, but she was such a good pick. Like she does so well. I knew I knew from the first time I saw her face that she was gonna do well on SNL. I was like, this is the face of a woman on SNL. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know if it's the mullet. <laughs> yeah, her haircut that can only be described as a lady mullet. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny. fact that she talks like a Jewish parent, what's more New York than that? <laughs> That's right. There's fucking uh, Rachel Maddow in the front party in the back. <laughs> oh. Alright, all right, we have we have to move on, unfortunately. Uh, I mean, uh, what? not more really that, unfortunately. There's there's so many winners tonight. Yep, uh next up we have the three daughters sketch. Another winner. This is such, like, a meta one, too, because yes. how many sketches have we seen where there are three daughters, uh, two of them are normal, and then Kate McKinnon? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and then it's one of true. them is just Kate McKinnon. <laughs> uh, and usually I'm, like, so mad on a lot of those sketches. And then they do a meta sketch that's making fun of the fact that these sketches happen all the time, and I'm like, yes. Yes, they- <laughs> Uh, some, some, one of my favorites was, all right, all of you dance in the most normal way you can. And then they all start dancing. Yep. All hot dancing. (laughs) (laughs) They're doing like improvised court dancing. So they're just like, I forgot. I can't move my arms. (laughs) Did I tell you about 
<laughs> time I busted up my arm, right? No. Oh, that was... <laughs> I, I assume you busted up your arm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, uh... I had to take a shit, I sprinted into the woods, I slipped over a tree root, slammed into a tree, my arm went all the way back, and now I can't put it above my head. I had to get an MRI yesterday, that's why we couldn't record. How to come back. (laughs) Amazing. Anyway, Anyway. and then then he goes, alright, cool, Uh, I'll pick Kate McKinnon. And then as she exits, she's got a butt that farts bubbles. <laughs> Such a good... And she turns towards the screen and goes, shh. And then it does like that fucking Looney Tunes shriek. And it's uh, everything about it is so good. Everything about uh, it is so good. There's something so good about, all right, where's the weird thing? Where's the weird thing? Where's the weird thing? There's no weird thing. JK, there's definitely a weird thing that is just peak comedy sometimes. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Such a such a cute. Also, just uh, love it so much. Everything about it. <laughs> the, the quick line by Keenan. <laughs> thanks for killing our dragon. We didn't ask you to, but thanks, I guess. <laughs> I like to imagine uh, that the dragon was just like an asshole citizen of the kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> like like he paid his taxes and stuff, but he was kind of a grump. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> All right, uh, on to the next sketch, uh, which is the intuition pre-tape. Solid. The oh, one, oh, the one yes. where Selena, the one where Punky Johnson tells Selena Gomez that her boyfriend is cheating, and so she throws his Xbox out a window. <laughs> Punky Johnson's rap segment was better than Post Malone's rap segment. Mm-hmm. We need to talk about it. <laughs> There's no need to talk about it. It's no, I mean, there's obvious. not much else to say. I'm just... I swear to God. I'm glad that Post Malone showed up in a sketch. It's always fun when musical guests do. Yeah, absolutely. He was in two sketches. Oh, yeah. I liked his appearance in the second sketch more than the pre-record, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, this this one is just so good. This pre-record is... Everything they've been doing... I, God, so fucking good. I loved the... Uh, uh, I, I love the way that uh, that that Punky keeps trying to convince her that uh, that he's cheating on her, um, and then she's like, "No, no, no, that can't be true. That I stop saying that." Throws Xbox out the window. Okay, and then just does. <laughs> I think my favorite is like, "I'm sorry, I've just dated a lot of basketball players and rappers." <laughs> he immediately thinks. That she's when they when they do the reversal at the end, which is a it's it's so weird how like it's such a softball, but goddamn, yeah. a lot of people play slow pitch softball. <laughs> I mean, it's true, but like if this was a if this was a weaker night, there's a version of this sketch where it's confused and it's it's some and and like I don't even know how they would confuse it, but I can just imagine like being like. Oh, and now he's doing it, and it doesn't make any sense. It just, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. I I can't. I think there's a version of this sketch on a bad night where, where after he, after he thinks that she's cheating on him and he smashes her phone, she goes, it's my mom. And then 
they, like, kind of diffuse the situation a little bit more, and he does it again. Yeah, I yeah, think they, I, think that, I think you're right. There's a, a worse version of the sketch where they dwell on shit too much mm-hmm. instead of the high energy, doing crazy shit, uh, uh, like, you can't even, it, it's like, it's like fucking Othello, where it's like, you can't, you can't make them think, uh, you can't make them stop and think, you need to move them from, uh, from <laughs> object to object. <laughs> Keep them angry. Mm-hmm. It's, uh... Uh, so fucking good. Uh, after that, we have uh, Senior Assembly, one of the weaker sketches, I'd say, for uh, this. Uh, all yeah. it's, it's an assembly for the seniors of Old Dirty Bastard High School, which represent solid name. <laughs> <laughs> they just had a horse costume, and they were like, wouldn't it be funny if there was a horse on stage? Is that, was game? that not a donkey? <laughs> oh, I don't give a shit. <laughs> sure. <laughs> anyway, and... We'll split and, the difference. It was a mule. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say that uh, this this has a premise that would have worked in the mid-2000s, in which the entire gimmick of this sketch is, what if instead of giving kids the advice to go to college, guidance yeah. counselors told them to get into modeling? <laughs> so the sad part about this and I, is that uh, uh, it required Selena Gomez to have high energy, and she didn't. <laughs> She just, like, the, the screen was on her, and they said the very silly, let's hit t- let's hit 100 poses in 10 seconds, and she was going, like, she was, like, making very small faces, doing very, mm-hmm. like... So eh, she, she, did, she, did, she did something that would look great if we could get cuts and close-ups and such, but... It's yeah. not, but it doesn't work on stage. Yeah, that's a very, that's an exceptional point. Yeah, if she was, it might have been something if she was a, if, if it was a, if it was a the pre-record. Yeah. yeah, if, if, if it was a pre-record and they were able to actually like, oh, let's look at some of the funny things that she's doing. But the pro, but when you do things that are meant for a screen or a pre-record like that on a stage, is they're way too small for like people to catch. It gets lost in the noise of the stage. And she could move as slowly as she wanted, and we could speed it up. Mm-hmm. Or we could have her move into all of these weird poses that she could hit really hard if she had a little bit of time to get into it, and just make it like a snapshots thing. Yeah. There's all sorts of things that would have worked in a pre-record that don't work here. And it's uh, it's sad, because she can pull her own in a scene if if a little lagging behind. Uh, but when when the scene is, look how high energy Selena Gomez is, it falls off. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't know, I just, I didn't think that the premise was all that humorous to begin with. It's true. I, the very, the original joke is funny, but they, if this is true, what else is true in a very short, there's, there's very mm-hmm. little you can do in the talking up modeling. If they were like, well, I don't, not, it's, they like go through and like, hey, some of you aren't built for modeling. You're too short. You're too old. And then they're like, uh... Okay, fine. No, you know what? That's fine. Astronaut. Astronaut's probably the way to or, go. Or, you know what I thought they could do? Modeling. You just model clay. <laughs> you make models. <laughs> there we go. Okay, okay. That's fine. 3D modeling. No, 3D modeling. You there are hand 2D models. modeling. <laughs> 2D mod- well, that's fine. No, you can work at Models. 
<laughs> See, like, this would have been good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh... Yeah, oh, God damn it, it's... that Modell one is really good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but, uh, it's still funny. As as the weakest sketch of the night, it's, it's better than... It's better than a lot of... Nice it's not a cake sketches. sketch. It's not a cake sketch. It's it's functional. It's it it starts. It's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we get uh, Post Malone's second song. I mean, it happened. That's really all I have to say about it. Yeah, I. I he he can't pull off uh uh any of the vibe he's going for. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Oh yeah, like I'll I, be honest. When it started with like, oh, we're doing some spooky chanting and people are hitting the drum, I was like, I can't take this seriously because I know at some point Post Malone's face is gonna show up and start rapping <laughs> at me. <laughs> yeah. Well, he wasn't rapping. He was more convulsing in front of a microphone. Mm-hmm. Um, which like I can't tell you how much. Like how, how do you fuck up middle-aged man in studded schoolgirl armor convulses on the ground in front of a microphone? How do you do that bad? Like that's that's awesome. All of those words together sounds great. <laughs> and I'm just like, it wasn't, it wasn't. Good. It, oh, sorry, with Gregorian chanting, and mm-hmm. then are those called Tycho drums? I don't know. I'm not a drum guy. Just like an insane mix of things that should have been better than it was, but unfortunately, unfortunately, it was, it was less than the sum of its parts. Somehow, yes, it was absolutely it was it was less than any one of its parts. Ugh. Yep. Uh, after that, we have uh, the twins babysitting sketch. Our ten minutes to one sketch. It's very ten minutes to one in which. Uh, the entire gimmick is Lena Gomez has her friends over uh, to party and rage. <laughs> uh, but then they find out that she's supposed to be watching her twin toddler kids. And uh, and we get to watch Bo and Yang and Sarah Sherman just fucking do weird shit. And then Post Malone shows up as like a fun little gag. And then it's over, pretty much. Yeah. It's... Postman shows up as fun gag. I like the part at the end when they had established that the sketch was done. And uh, um, all of the... Both the uh, stunt babies that were doing the cartwheels um, and the uh, uh, regular babies uh, were dancing all with each other. And now there Mm -hmm. were four babies. It's a it's a fun sketch. It's always great to see uh, Sarah Sherman and Bo and Yang in stupid fucking costumes dancing around. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely uh, it was definitely like fun. It's just you know it was one of the weaker sketches of the night, definitely. Uh, and I don't know if that was just because it had like a weird energy whenever they would cut back. Yes, it's... Selena Gomez was not great as her character, but she was also given a bad character. Yeah. Like, the character was not interesting. The, the writing never... was bad. <laughs> yeah. I never drank before. Oh, it shows. Does it show? I don't know. I don't know. It, like, seemed, I... it seemed like she just didn't give a shit about her, like, siblings. Yeah, which is fucked up, but, like, but I, don't, like... I don't know if... 
don't know. You name me a 16-year-old who wouldn't want to get drunk when their parents are out. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. It's... Also, everything about the writing was weird. But it was there for the babies, and the babies was funny. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Also, the fact that they consistently be like, nah, I want to keep watching this. Yeah. It's like, you need to figure out some other way to say that. Besides just them, go, them saying, no, I want to keep doing what we're already doing. Yeah. Also I true. get I get that you need something so that you can switch out the babies or do the next gag or whatever and get it ready without being on camera, but you need to find a better way to do it. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. At one point, maybe put it on. They like, oh no, let's put it on the big screen or something oh, like that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's very true. Just find something else for them to be about or do other than come on guys, let's drink. No, your your brothers, your uh, your siblings are cute. Like it's either way, still a very funny sketch. Like even even the weakest sketches tonight are very good. It's a very good night. Mm-hmm. All right, so that wraps up the sketches. So we've got our awards for this episode. Uh, we start off with Offensive Player of the Week. Offensive Player of the Week is uh, someone who's going to be the weird character in a sketch. They are driving it forward. Uh, they they are uh, what you're generally laughing at. Uh, you know, they are the main character as far as most scenes go. Uh, this week, I am picking Sarah Sherman for her weekend update bit. That I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. Uh, that was, without a doubt, it was great escalation from their previous stuff while not being alienating to new viewers. Mm. She survived a huge snafu in which an entire bit got lost. Yes, that's also very true. Again, and the entire, from everything from the way that she said it to the pure execution of this whole thing was amazing. She is my offensive player of the week. Hard to fight that. And she that's uh, she also has so much energy and is one of the only things that works in the baby sketch. She's just really, really good at what she does, and she's <laughs> doing it. Uh, nothing much else to say on that. Uh, defensive player. Um, defensive player of the week is generally someone who's going to be playing straight man roles. Uh, they will be, uh, they make bad scenes good, uh, terrible scenes tolerable, and good scenes great. They are generally going to be sec, uh, the sec, have the second most, they're the people that the weird is going to play off of. Yep. And, uh, tonight for me, it's probably Mikey Day. He holds a lot of scenes together. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's the backbone of the, uh, 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 the, what's it called? The, uh, princess sketch. He is the one that says all of the, oh, I don't know. He establishes the scene and he is the, he's the, it's weird. It's a sign. It's a scene of only straight of, it's a scene of only straight men, uh, <laughs> which is uh, what, uh, <laughs> what most of the scenes were in early SNL. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the, uh, uh, it was, uh, it, it, he, he was an integral part in that scene. He did a great job uh, in the uh, uh, old enough scene, and uh, he also was, uh, he's just shows up time and time again to be the regular, oh yes, uh, in the uh, A Taste of Pico. He's the, the guy that we cut to who's mm-hmm. the only normal guy, and it's, it's, yeah, he, he did a, 
this week Mikey Day gets a gets a gold star from me. That's uh mm-hmm. that's rare. I I will also be giving it to Mikey Day. He was in a lot of he was in a lot of scenes. And listen, Mikey Day always plays a straight man. So so like he's about it out always, and it's because he has the natural ability to be like to immediately say what the joke was in a way that will get the audience to laugh. Yep. Yeah, like you said, he's he's the backbone of old enough three daughters. Uh, he's the he's the straight man in a peak of Pico, uh, and he's also the dad in the divorce sketch from the beginning. Yes. He's he he just he pulled a lot of fucking weight this episode, and it's not weight that like you're going to see; it's just weight that you're going to feel. Yep. Uh, all right, so then we'll move on to sketch of the night. This is just our favorite sketch. What brought us the most joy? I'll be honest, the live sketches are kind are like there aren't a lot of them that are like that good. There's some, there's some that have like fun, but I mean, like, listen, if we go through just purely live, you're just no, you're just saying this because you want to justify the fact that you feel not... very strongly for a pre-record, and that's okay. Or no. maybe you want to give it to Sarah Sherman's featured segment. Also, either way, also no, because I do, I do have a solution for it. But let me just let me just remind you of what the live sketches are for this show. Sure. Cold open, which was fine. Yeah, sure. Uh, the Brad style, which we said lacked focus and was not great. Fair. A Peak of Pico, which is Very my good. sketch of the night. Okay. Solid, fun all around. You hit a lot of fun things with it. Uh, a Storm Within, which... Which so, is my sketch of the night. All right. Very see, <laughs> see, back to back, so so it tricks you into thinking that there's a lot of them. <laughs> okay, okay. A Storm Within. Then we have Three Daughters, which is a solid sketch. Yeah. Then we hit Senior Assembly and uh, Friend Hangout, both of which we said weren't the best. Yeah, but Senior Assembly is only not the best compared to the last two. It's a strong enough sketch. I don't. I really don't think. I think on any night we'd have a lot to say about it and how it was just kind of lazy and not done well. I can see that. All right, fine. I'll give it to you. So about half of a uh, half of the live sketches weren't like weren't like the talk of the town. <laughs> okay. Okay. Granted, all of the pre-records make up for it. They're all yeah. fantastic. So because we have old enough, uh, American invention, and uh, intuition, which are all solid pre-recorded sketches. So it helps yep. boost the episode. The episode's good. It's just you know live live action sketches we had. Not as big of pickings as we did. Luckily, we both picked two good sketches. So Ugh. I did uh, a peak of Pico. I just thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, do you want us to tell why you did a Storm Within? Also, uh, it's it does a lot of things that personally tickle me. I always love dog sketches. I don't know why <laughs> there were dogs in this sketch. I think it's great that I. <laughs> I think it's because they wanted you to pick it as sketch of the night. That might be it. Um, I love this, like, the the initial joke of the fact that everybody has COVID, Keenan's uh, introduction of the whole thing, Keenan's it's it's such a good Keenan character to have, this Kermit the Frog trying to keep everything to, <laughs> from falling apart thing is very him, uh, and he does a great job with it. Um, 
the kind of the, there you do not get wordplay like this in usual uh, in your usual uh, SNL sketches. And wordplay is so fun to me. It just mm-hmm. it makes me giggle all the time. It just everything about it resonated very much with me, and I I loved and and the the amount of times they said penis. It's it's never not going to be funny saying the word penis a bunch of times. <laughs> mm-hmm. And everyone else, everyone's as excited about the penis as the audience is excited about the penis. We all want to see the penis. It's That's just, my only issue is that we didn't get to see the penis. When will SNL hang dong on live ne- on live network television? <laughs> We're waiting, NBC. Uh. Yeah, so those are our thoughts for the Selena Gomez episode. We will be back uh, again tomorrow, hopefully, for to finish it off with Natasha Leone in Japanese Breakfast. Uh, if you uh, disagree with any of the takes that we've had, please email us at phillyhatemail at gmail.com, and we'll read it online. And I don't know. We'll read it on air, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that was... <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's just, uh, you know. Listen, it'd be a shame if anything happened to your email. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll make sure nothing happens to your email. Uh, until next time, support local comedy. Bye. <laughs>